click. I think there's something that happened to me and probably happens to each one of us as time goes by. That we read these parables of Jesus and we kind of go into, you know, autopilot. And as soon as we hear the first three phrases, we say, ah, this is the talent about the lazy servant who didn't make use of his gifts. And I think it happens to all of us. It happens to me that I read the gospel, and even before I get to the end of it, in my mind I'm already saying, yeah, 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 I've heard this one before. And I think it's something that really happens to us, but we should stop and reflect and realize that Jesus, most of his teaching was done with parables. Jesus was a great storyteller, and he knew how to get his message across to the people of his time. And I think there's the key, is that we can read these parables, these stories of Jesus, and say, well, okay, I understand the basic idea. What else? And we've missed the key. And the key is, understand the parable in the time when Jesus spoke it. And once we understand the parable within the time that Jesus spoke it, then we can draw out a richness that we thought was never there. As we know, a parable uses symbols. The master, we can say that's obviously Jesus. The servants, we can say, well, that's us. The master who gives talents to each servant. And there, I think, can be our first uh, stumbling block. A talent isn't a little gift. A talent was an extraordinary amount of money at the time. A talent is a numeric amount of money. It's not symbolic. So this master, let's say the equivalent of $500,000, a million dollars, he gave $5 million to the first servant, gave $2 million to the second servant, and gave a million to the third servant. And here we can already start to see a change in the parable of what we're used to. What employer would give $5 million to the guy who runs the cash register and say, see ya, I'm going for a, on, off for a journey, do whatever you want, I'll see you when I get back. So right there we see something odd that maybe we never thought about before. And we say this master is extremely generous and this master is extremely trustful in the servants. Then we can read on and say the master comes back. We can say, well, what, what does that symbolize? Well, it means that Jesus will return, that this life doesn't go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That Jesus will meet us face to face. And according to each one's abilities, according to each one's capacity, he will ask us, what did you do with those five million that I gave you? I think the temptation is to say, well, this is about the lazy servant. We shouldn't be lazy. That's the moral of the story. Let's get down to it. Don't be lazy. Invest your $5 million. 
But here's where we have to read what Jesus is actually saying. The last servant went and buried his talent. He went and buried his talent, which was a million dollars. And this might not have any particular meaning for us if we don't know that Jewish law of the time said that if a person buries his money, he cannot be made responsible for the microphone. No, if he buries his money, he cannot be made responsible for the loss of that money. You say, that's interesting. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's not saying that the servant was afraid, didn't know what to do, he just happened to bury it in the ground. He happened to find a shovel, dig, and put the money in the ground. Why didn't he put it under the bed? Much easier. He buried it because Jewish law said, if you bury money, you are no longer responsible for it, for its loss. So Jesus is saying, don't be like the last servant. Because the last servant is basically saying, I don't want to have anything to do with the gifts that the master has given to me. I'm afraid to touch them. I don't want to be made responsible for them. I wash my hands of all this that's going on. And we can say, why? Because the relationship of the last servant to the master was not a relationship of trust. And that's the moral of the parable. Jesus is saying, not, I want you to make a lot of money and you better work or I'm going to punish you. Jesus is saying, I want to treat you as my son. The master, which God is, he's not like us, wants us to become like his sons, to have a relationship of trust, where that servant goes out and says, I want to make double to please my master, because I love my master. That's what the last servant was missing. He didn't want to have anything to do with the master. He buried it in the ground. He said, I reject any responsibility for what the master has given to me. And that's why the master at the end says, come share your master's joy. That's not a discourse of master-servant. That's a discourse of father-son. Come, share with me my joy. That's the moral of the parable, I think, is that we need to experience the master more like a father. And instead of being worried about putting all the legal things in place so that when the master comes, he can't blame me, which is what the last servant did by burying it. Legally, he had everything taken care of. The master can't blame me for anything. I go to mass every Sunday. I do what I'm supposed to do. The master can't hold me accountable. And Jesus is saying, no. He's saying, wicked servant, useless servant. 
He's saying, don't worry about putting all the legalities in place. He's saying, enter into a relationship with me. Enter into father, son, mother, daughter relationship, which is a whole new world. It's a whole other way of looking at Christianity and what, what we're asked to do. And I think this is what Jesus is trying to tell us this Sunday. As we know, and with this I, I'll finish, as we know, as the liturgical year comes to a close, it comes to a close right before the first Sunday of Advent, the church is focusing on the afterlife, on where we're heading, the end of our life. And it's for a reason that the church puts all these parables in place. The church is offering these parables of Jesus saying, this is the way to prepare for the end of our life. Enter into relationship of father-son, not slave and master.